Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in today. You know, every week we try to bring you a leader who will both inspire and equip you. And today is absolutely no exception. So super excited to have Scott Longyear with us. He's the senior pastor of a church called Maryland Community Church with two campuses in Indiana, not in Maryland, uh, which I'm sure creates sometimes a, a bit of a, a fun conversation on uh, the internet. He's also author of a book that we're going to get a chance to talk to. Plus, he's a uh, part of the Worship Leader Problems podcast, which if you're not listening to, you, you need to make sure you check them out. Uh, Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Rich. Just honored honored to be here. So good. I'm, it'll be, I'm looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better. Why don't you tell us about Maryland, kind of fill out the story a little bit, give us a kind of a snapshot of the church. Yeah, right. Well, you're exactly right. Like every time I talk to somebody outside of our region, you know, I have to lead with it's Maryland Community Church and nowhere near the state of Maryland because I have yes. conversations <laughs> with people who are like, hey, how are things going in Maryland? I'm like, I have no idea. I have zero idea. So uh, <laughs> church started in 1925, literally in a one room schoolhouse uh, huddled around a fire. Mm. And so we mm-hmm. have a great in our region, Rich, this is a, just a, a great history and really a strong brand. And, um, so yeah, we've, uh, like everybody else, I mean, we've navigated, uh, you know, coming up on a hundred years here in a few years, a big celebration that we'll do. And so tons of history. And I often wonder if the people around, you know, they're sitting around, uh, warming themselves around a fire in the middle of, of winter in Indiana, if they would get a picture of what's <laughs> going on now. Um, yeah, wow. some of them would probably be like, that's crazy. <laughs> We're walking out and some would be just, <laughs> just so enamored of what the Lord has done for so for so mm-hmm. long. But yeah, it's a really interesting too, because we are multi-site. Um, I would say a church of size in a city, not of size. And so that gives us some mm-hmm. real uh, unique opportunities that we're still trying to lean into. Mm. And you're currently two campuses. Are you looking at doing more down the road or is that, you know, or who knows, you know, don't yeah, you reveal right. well, any secrets, but you know. we have, honestly, we've been on that track, Rich, uh, because uh, it makes sense where we are, we're, we're city proper is about 60,000 surrounding about a hundred thousand. And so it gives us, um, again, kind of a unique opportunity because uh, big fish, small pond and, we have mm-hmm. folks that are driving driving in. So there's about if you look on paper, there's a we we eventually should be around seven or eight campuses of people we have driving into our city. What I'm wrestling with right now, mm-hmm. because we've had on the books, man. Here's the next place that we're going, and uh, we're mm-hmm. launching up to that. And it was, uh, you know, Paul in Acts when he's going into I think it's in Asia somewhere in Asia, and the Holy Spirit would not let him go in. You know, mm. so we had that with one mm-hmm. of our with one of our uh, sites, and then we just were leaning in towards it towards another one. And uh, what I'm getting ready to reveal now to our leadership is, I feel like the Lord's saying again, I'm not going to let you in. Um, and so mm. we're like, hmm. uh, we never want to get ahead and uh, a step ahead of what the Lord is doing. And so it's that whole right Moses thing, right? Like, Lord, if you're not going with us, then we don't mm. want to go. 
And so while mm-hmm. we have plans and continue leaning that way, and what I've told our staff is we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep our our lamps full. So when the Lord is ready, we're ready to go in terms of uh, finance and structure and all that. But I really mm-hmm. think he's and this is this is super fresh that I've only shared with part of my leadership team mm-hmm. um, is that the Lord is really doing uh, positioning us in our city to continue to work transformation in the place where we are. And we have a unique opportunity because mm-hmm. we are a smaller place. Um, you know, if we were, if we were a church our size and we were in, you know, Metro Louisville or Chicago or even Toronto, um, we couldn't even have a mm-hmm. conversation like that because it's just, it's just so right. massive. And so, man, uh, yeah, so that's a big, that's a big, like, I think so, but I'm not real sure. We're trying to determine what the Lord is yeah, doing in, yeah. in the middle of that. You know, we've, we've gone to camp, two campuses, uh, very successfully, um, from all that I talked to and all the research that I've done. Um, and my XP two is like number three is hard, baby. Like buckle up, it's going to be mm-hmm, tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sure. so uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're leaning. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's exciting. Well, I know this season, you know, has been an interesting one. What's that? You know, may you live in interesting <laughs> times. You know, the last right. couple of years have been. I remember, uh, you know, we were joking beforehand. We we're like, want to talk a little bit about kind of where people's heads are at around you know this season and even kind of. I'm not sure. Is it post COVID, intra COVID? I'm not sure where it is. Yeah. We started. I remember back two years ago. Um, you know, we did a couple episodes and I remember thinking like, ah, we'll do two or three episodes about COVID and then we'll move back on. And here we are (laughs) two years later and we're all still trying to figure it out. But it does seem like, you know, I want to talk about you as you're leading your people, as you're thinking about your team and even the people in your church. It is a season that has been seasoned with fear, with anxiety, discouragement. It's been a tough season for people to wrestle through. Uh, Kind of walk us through that. Help us think that through what does that look like for 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 you, for people that you've run into, whether it's your staff or just even people in your church? Uh, what, what's that looking like for you these days? Yeah, you know, Rich, I um, I think I'm, I'm I'm maybe on the front end of trying to do a, you know a post mortem on it, and mm-hmm. so a mm-hmm. few things that come to mind. Um, you know, obviously, we're I mean we're we're running. You know, we're trying to find a playbook on this thing, and it just doesn't exist. You know, so you know, <laughs> uh, sure. we must have slept through you know how to lead a pandemic one hundred and one when we were being prepped yeah. for ministry. And so, um, you know, one thing that we did as a staff, we decided last at the end of last year, we're like, look, when we come to twenty two, we're no longer going to talk about well, we used to be and what used to be mm. and and all this. Mm-hmm. And so when when it clicked into twenty two, we said, here's the deal: this is the church we are right? This is the church mm-hmm. we are. And, um, you know, to be quite transparent, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then I looked at, uh, our pre COVID, um, averages and our post COVID averages and two things bothered me mm-hmm. in that rich. Um, one, I found that I had a little bit more pride than I would have liked to admit, you know, cause mm-hmm. I was like, so when things are <laughs> going so good, true. you're like, man, numbers don't matter, baby. It's no, it's all good. <laughs> but I found, I sure liked, so I sure liked being a, a lead pastor of a church of 2,500 more than I did a church of 1,600. And so the Lord mm-hmm. and I had to really knock around and, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still dealing with some of that, I think in my soul. So it's revealed some stuff mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. And then I think, um, I think also, man, it, it's like, I, I've just got, um, you know, we've got a, for us in our context, I've got a thousand people that are in the wind and I don't know where they are, Rich. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I mean, I know some of them mm-hmm. are joining us online and we've got great online stuff going and all mm-hmm. that. And we're still trying to, you know, dial in what is church and what is not when it's, when it's online. But my soul hurts for those people. I was sitting down mm-hmm. with, uh, 
a guy who's becoming a friend is just a fantastic pastor, Brady Boyd out in uh, a new life mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs. And I was sharing that with him and mm-hmm. he just looked at me and he's like, Scott, they're not coming back. And I'm like, no, man, no, no, no. And he's like, they've been gone mm-hmm. for 24 months. They're not coming back. And so we're trying to figure out how that, how that mission field all works. But in the middle of that, you know, like we're just taking beatings, right? When it comes to our leadership and we're taking beatings when it comes to our, uh, you know, how to process all this on a personal and professional and ministry level and caring for our people. And, you know, one mistake that I made is, you know, we buckled down and we're like, okay, we're gonna do this online thing. And um, if I was going to rewind and do it over again, I would have, I would probably have quadrupled the time that I normally spent connecting with my staff. Because when we regathered uh, and we have a healthy staff, man, but when we mm-hmm. regathered, we were not healthy together because everybody's on the edge. They're looking for a dog to kick. And all of a sudden you're making me mad. And I'm writing the narrative on this. And we had we had a lot of work we had to do when we came back together. Um, you know, and, and some of it was, and then I know, you know, I, I know your listeners agree, man. You're leading a staff and and especially your upper level level staff, man, they're they're hunting dogs and they're ready to hunt like let's go. And when they're pinned up, Mm-hmm. Uh, they can start nipping at each other. And so that just kind of <laughs> so created true. a whole ton of conversations for us where we're like, all right, let's sit down back on what's going on. Here we go. And just find mm-hmm. it, you know, it put everybody in just really not a great headspace. And I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. too, that it really, I don't know that COVID and all, all of this season created a bunch of new stress and anxieties uh, as much as it revealed some of the cracks that were already there. Mm-hmm. that we could kind of just yeah, normally true. patch, you know, I can patch this up with a day off or with taking a little sabbatical, mm-hmm. you know, uh, stretch here mm-hmm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think it, it just kind of revealed what was already there. And, and, and I think the Lord's kind of going to use that in some healthy ways as we patch that up and get even more healthy for the future. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, I do think, you know, it's, it's that difference between, I think we've all been telling ourselves, Hey, this is, we're going to stop rebuilding. This isn't about let's rebuild to areas we want to build. Like, let's look to the future. That sounds great. Like that's one of those, like, that (laughs) sounds great, but there's still a lot of stuff we're dealing with. There's still then, okay, how do we actually do that? And how do we process that? How do we kind of, you know, get a certain amount of freedom from, from all of that kind of internal anxiety? How are you coaching your team, your people, through that? What does that look like? How are you helping direct them from, hey, here's this kind of negative space of where I was maybe discouraged or filled with anxiety to, to a new normal that hopefully is filled with freedom, right? And is filled with, you know, the kind of life that we're hoping our people will have. Yeah. I think of a couple things, Rich. I think uh, as, as a leader, it's a delicate balance between, um, you know, transparency and vulnerability and all that. And we, we you know, one of our mm-hmm. cores, is we want to live with integrity. Um, but I want to realize mm-hmm. that my staff, they're not also not my primary counselors, but I mm-hmm. also want to make sure that they, they can identify. I'm like, oh man, this guy's struggling here as well. Okay. And so just, just last week with our staff, uh, as we were talking through some, some, uh, different things. I was like, let's talk about, um, let me talk about right now, uh, this whole idea of, um, just the anxiety that you might be uh, rolling along and the imposter syndrome, you know, anybody with imposter syndrome. And I was surprised, mm. you know, even, even mm. later with some emails, some, some of my top level staff go, man, that's the way I feel. And I'm like, me too, mm. me too. And here's how I'm mm. wrestling mm-hmm. through and I'm doing that. And then we also know too, man, that we are, uh, you know, our thoughts make a huge difference 
And so we want to be a people who think well. And so I just want to continue to encourage our staff, man, we need to hear the truth and know the truth. I live out the truth and it's got to be cemented into us. And so one of our, our primary pushes is we're continually having our staff, man, your connection time with Jesus is number one. Like I pay our staff to do devotions, which I think is the greatest mm. job in the world. If you can get paid to do devotions, because mm. um, I want them <laughs> listening to the truth of scripture and listening to the truth of the Holy Spirit, because that truth really changes because there's so many voices that are going on right now not only in how do we figure out church, but like everybody's opinion in the world from every single topic of, of thousands of people who are now experts and want to tell you how to do your job. And I'm like, who do I even listen to in the middle of that? I'd say another <laughs> sure. piece of that, Rich, too, is is figuring out, you know, your makeup. I think it's really healthy for leaders to figure out, you know, what's your Enneagram? What are you on the disc? What's your personality mm-hmm. profile? Just to realize, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to navigate this a little bit differently than other people mm-hmm. might. And it's going to help my words as I form to somebody else who's a, a little di- di- bit different personality makeup and somebody as well. Mm-hmm. But man, it's a, it's, it's a fight. I mean, I've, I've come closer mm-hmm. to, uh, some, um, uh, panic attacks, I would say, and fights with mm-hmm. depression than I, than I ever have in the past. Right. Let's, let's, let's loop back on that thinking piece, particularly, you know, it's the, it's as old as Romans 12, you know, like it's amazing yep. how, uh, you know, when we read scripture, there's all kinds of times where it just jumps off the page. Like, man, this could be written for today. Right. And that's one of those yeah. passages that just the front end there, how are we renewed? Like, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but have our thinking renewed. How are you encouraging your people to be, to have the right thinking, to be aligned with what the Lord, I love that even just practical tip around, you know, paying your staff to do devotions. I love that. But is there, what else could we be thinking about as we think about kind of our, our renewing our minds, staying focused? on how we want, how he wants us to think. Yeah. I've just been enamored even, even pre COVID with, with that. Again, it's it, exactly where you said it's the, it's the Romans 12, you know, that we're transformed mm-hmm. by the renewal of our mind. And I'm like, man, Paul could have wrote anything there. He could say we're transformed by mm-hmm. prayer, by the movement of the Holy spirit, by whatever, but it's that we're transformed by the renewal of our mind. When our mind thinks differently, we think and act differently. Mm. And when I first was, you know, right. on the train, I'm like, that's ah, new age. I'm like, I don't know. That's a bunch of crazy. Yes. <laughs> and as I hit some crisis points and dug down with my therapist, you know, she's like, you know, you need some truth statements. And I'm like, that sounds nuts until I started getting in on it, you know? <laughs> and so I'm yes. even, uh, I mean, I was, I was real intrigued. Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf is obviously just brilliant in, in this area. And she, she, uh, quoted a study that uh, 12 minutes, they did a scientific study. If we would pray for 12 minutes a day for eight weeks. So we pray 12 minutes a day for eight weeks. The neurological changes in our brain are so deep that it's noticed on a brain scan. So thinking literally changes the makeup of the brain. And so Rich, it's, it's like the apostle Paul was true. It's like scripture's true that the truth really does change, (laughs) change us, you know? And so on a practical way for me, for the first time in my life, I've come up with here, here are my true statements. And so. Mm-hmm. Saturday night is a time is a is a spin up time for my brain because Sundays come in and it's just it's a bunch of mm-hmm. smoke and mirrors because I know that the pressure's mm-hmm. coming so it may be a pressure from a meeting that's coming it may be a pressure from whatever uh, my mind tends to 
tends to go to just whatever I'm like. I mean, even last night, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast with Rich, man. How's that going to go? And, and the Lord's like, well, mm. stop being dumb, right? So how can I think differently mm. about this? And so I'll come up with like, I mean, I got some key truth statements that I will tell myself um, that are based in scripture so that I know that they're not Scott's truth ideas. These are words mm-hmm. written through the Holy Spirit, words from the Father that are true, that I can hang on. So when the rest of the chatter mm-hmm. is around, that's going to help me to to pattern. Plus, I have to be, man, we just have to be so careful of who and what we listen to, uh, especially in that's a world so where it's, I mean, we can get this 24-7, like just not only news cycle, but everybody's voice. And it's like, I'm just not not convinced that that's so healthy. Right. No, that's so true. I, You know, that I think in, in the long term, I do think... And I'm not the first person to say this. Lots of sociologists and you know thinkers and pastors. I, I have been saying this for you know years now that I think we're going to look back 20 years from now, 10 years from now, maybe five years from now, uh, on the influence of social media in this season on our brains in the same mm-hmm. way that we look back mm-hmm. at cigarettes from like the 50s, where you know you'll <laughs> see those pictures of like you know nine out of 10 doctors recommend Marlboros. And you're like, what? That's crazy, right? The fact that we've just kind of adopted this, hey, just open your brain and just let stuff constantly pour in. Yeah. Um, let's let's dig down on truth statements a little bit. I, I love, help us know about the line there between, you know, and you, you flagged it, kind of positive self-talk, new agey, um, like you can do it and people love you kind of statements. And Let's embed the truth of scripture and what God thinks in our lives. How do you, where do you find that line? What does that look like? How are you wrestling with that in your own life? Well, that's a great question because, um, man, if you push this too far, then you're pumping yourself up the entitled, like, you know, I got this, you know, it's all about me. You know, I can do all things with Christ, (laughs) through Christ who strengthens me. Well, let's just take that out of context, right? So I want to make sure that I'm like, pushing these things together like lord is this true is this what you say you know so mm-hmm. as i went mm-hmm. through the hard work of like here are my truth statements every one of my truth statements would have a uh, would have a scripture tied tied to them and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um one of my uh you know so one of my strong so for me as a senior pastor um primary communicator at our church uh, create content all that kind of stuff and i'm like man, I say the wrong thing, you know, what's going to happen and all that. Mm. So one of my truth statements is, is for Sunday is um, something spiritual happens when I preach as I join the Holy Spirit in his work. Mm. And I say to myself, I wrote this Holy Spirit, this sermon with the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to deliver it in partnership with him. And then my scripture Mm. out of that is Matthew 10, 20. It says, it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of the father speaking through you. So I'm like, here's Mm. the truth. I'm not alone in this. I'm joining the Holy Spirit in his work. And man, when I say that to myself, I kind of kick my shoulders back a little bit, Rich, because I'm like, I'm like, let's go. You're going to take me on now, devil? Mm. Like, okay, I'm speaking. (laughs) I'm joining with, I'm not alone in the middle of this. And then I'm like, well, is that really Mm. true? I'm like, well, Jesus says this in Matthew. And I, you know, I do think that that's the voice of the voice of the father in that, um, Mm. You know, another one, like I've got a, I've got a whole list that I, I call my Saturday night confessions. Cause those are the, yes. you know, that's when, when things start getting really, really uh, charged up for me. Um, yep. and I have to think, you know, so one of them is, is that my words literally change lives. Now you can mm. take that one of two mm. ways. Like, well, so you better not screw it up. Right. But sure. <laughs> my words literally change lives. You know, Romans 12, uh, 10, 17 is my scripture there. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word about Christ. 
you know? And so it's like, yes, I'm given this, this great mantle, but like what I'm doing matters. And I think mm. in one of the spin-ups that we get sometimes is like, what you're doing doesn't really matter. You know, it's just, mm. it's inconsequential. So and it's like, you know what? It actually, it actually does matter. And so I'm going to partner with the Lord in the middle of that. And I think some of the truth uh, too are, you know, man, I, I don't know how, I'm still learning how the brain works and everything, but there's so much mental chatter that happens. And I'm like, I'm talking to myself yes. a lot. And then I'm like, is that normal? <laughs> or am I cracking up? You know? <laughs> but <laughs> what I find is that I have, to, I have to have a filter to recognize, is this a voice of my father or is this not the voice of my father? And so for me, as things come in, sometimes I'll hear things and uh, sense things and I'm like, I'll run that for a little bit. And then I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. My father doesn't talk like that. It's not mm, something that my father so would good, say. Right. I, I know him. Yeah. I know him pretty well and I'm getting to know him, him more and more. And that's not what he was saying. So if that's not what he wants to say or is saying to me, then I have to dismiss that. I'm going to capture that thought. I'm going to take right. that thought captive and say, it doesn't belong here mm -hmm. because I will only listen to the truth that comes from my father. That's what I want to be built oh, on. I love that. That's what I want to speak, uh, speak um, on, and I want that to come out of my heart. So man, much easier said than done, but I really think the sure. battle is fought and it is won or lost in our minds. Yeah. I love the practicality of what you're saying. If I'm kind of catching what you're saying, let me reflect this back to you. I love that you've done some work ahead of time to identify here are, you know, some true statements. Here's some things that I, I need to remind myself, I need the Lord to remind me. So I'm going to do the work to kind of capture those, get those together. And then I'm going to rehearse those thoughts, even on, you know, like you're saying on Saturday night, as we're kind of ramping up. And I know we've all had that. We all have that all the time. The Saturday night, oh my goodness, it's the middle of the night. I'm lying awake, staring at the ceiling and thinking either, either an odd thought or like worrying about a slide or like this, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. as a staff leader, it's like, I, did we get that thing plugged for tomorrow? Mm -hmm. um, and that can feel like just a giant distraction. I love that. What a great encouragement to uh, your team. Are there other times, before we leave this this truth uh, you know, statements idea here, are there other key times that you find yourself, hey, I've got to make sure I kind of set some time aside to, to reconnect with these truth statements? I love the Saturday night. That seems real clear. Are there any other times where you find yourself needing to do that regularly? Yeah, I'm probably don't. I'm probably not great at it because usually I'm waiting until sure. I hit hit something. So it's like like maybe <laughs> sure. a yes. mild yep. crisis to come back to it. So I need to be pro proactive instead of instead of reactive. Yep. So I think that would be my like uh, do as I as I say, not as I do. <laughs> like if you can make these a pattern, sure, of like sure. here I am every every morning, and I and I tell people, and I, here's what I tell people, but I still am not doing it as much as I want to. Like you get up in the morning, make your bed, make up your bed and make up your mind mm -hmm. and maybe even make mm, up your mind first. As soon as you wake up, like I'm making my, up my mind and then I'm going to make up my bed, which is, a, that's a whole, like just getting mm -hmm. to jump on the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Well, I want to pivot and talk about your book. You've, you've released this book called Ditch Your Thinking, which is a great title. Um, uh, would help us understand why did you write this book? <laughs> Obviously this is kind of in the orbit of what we're talking about, but kind of give us the, the overview to, to help us think through this book and, and you know, what, what's the message here? Yeah, I mean, it just comes from what we have been what we've been talking about, and kind of just my personal story. And I'm like, man, if if, if I'm mm -hmm. wrestling with you know fear and anxiety and worry, I bet there's a lot of other people who have too. And I think what we've seen over the course of time is, I don't know if more people are wrestling with it or it's just more socially acceptable to talk about 
but it's just, mm. it's just rampant, you know? And I think when you, mm. when you open up and you're like, man, I, I actually deal with this people are like, oh, wow, you too. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, we have to get a handle on this. And so not from an expert level, um, certainly starting out, but more from just like, man, so many of us are wrestling with this and I'm wrestling with this as well. Uh, intrigued by the whole idea of how the brain changes, you know, there's, there's the, there's the mind and then there's the brain, right? The mind is, is our mm -hmm. emotions mm -hmm. and thoughts and then the brain, the squishy material and how the mind actually impacts the brain and everything else. You know, the whole study of neuroplasticity that our thoughts can literally change our brain and sculpt it like it does a muscle. But then I'm like, how do we practically get down on that? And so that's mm -hmm. where ditch comes from, D-I-T-C-H. So let's go old school preaching, mm -hmm. right? Each one of those stands for Love something it. different. So ditch is actually a system that I, I literally use when those thoughts are coming in and going like, okay, this is not from the father, but it's still taking up residency in my brain and it needs to be dealt with. And so I'm going to run it through this framework, D-I-T-C-H, and come out through, uh, through the other side, hopefully uh, with a with a uh, you know a little bit of of strength and and listening to the truth of the father and not just kind of the random whatever that's that's popping around could you run through quickly that I know it's like, this is the worst thing to ask an author. Hey, can you run through the DITCH quickly? Just give us the overview. I know you wrote 50,000 words on it, but give us the, give us the high level and then we're right. going to encourage people to pick it up, but give us the kind of high level there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let me, let me bust through it and then I'll, and, and I'll drop down on, on uh, a couple of what I think are, are the keys in it. Um, sure. D is you've got to determine the emotion when something comes in. What's the emotion? Mm -hmm. Is it anger? There's, there's eight. Uh, primary emotions. I write about all eight of those in the book. <clears throat> and uh, what's the, what's that emotion? So you're laying awake, uh, awake in bed at night and you're like, that emotion is fear. That's the emotion. So I've got to figure out, first of all, what I'm trying to fight the emotion. Then I stands for identify the stronghold. Now, a stronghold in scripture is sometimes something, you know, th the Lord is my stronghold or my fortress, but there's also a negative stronghold that typically is a lie. And so we've got to do some hard work to drill down on what that stronghold is. And so we've got to ask, why, why am I afraid? Well, I'm afraid because I'm going to get up in front of people. Okay. Why are you afraid about getting up in front of people? Because I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. Why are you afraid that you're going to say the wrong thing? So for me, when I drill down on that, to give you an example, Rich, um, I'll be, I'm afraid that I'm going to, when I speak in front of people, uh, I'm going to say the wrong thing. Why are you afraid to say the wrong thing? I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing because I'm going to look stupid. Okay. Why is, is looking mm -hmm. stupid bothering you? And if I drill down that long enough, I'll, I'll get to the why of, well, if I say the wrong thing, people are not going to like me. Well, why is it important that people like you? Because if they don't like me, they get more convicting, the more wise, my... the more wise, exactly. get more convicting. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But if you do the hard work yes. of wise and you get down on that. And so that's just one example. Mm -hmm. But for me, as I drill down on that, then mm -hmm. my stronghold is that my identity mm -hmm. is tied to what you think of me. So if I'm not in a healthy place, we'll end this, in this podcast, podcast, Rich, and I'll be like, man, I blew it with that guy. He thinks I'm a moron. This is going to go out. These people are not going <laughs> to like me. I'm, I have no value. So my value is actually tied mm. to your acceptance. And that's a complete lie. 
right? But that's a stronghold that we're in. So then I'm going to take, once I find out what that stronghold is, and it's going to be different depending on what emotion you're dealing with, then I'm going to put truth, that's T. So D is determine the emotion. I is identify the stronghold. T is I'm going to truth that stronghold. So I'm going to throw the truth of scripture on that. You know, in my case, I'm going to say I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Like I'm a son, I'm a beloved son of the King. So I'm going to put truth on all that, but it doesn't end there, Rich, because often we'll put truth on stuff. We're like, yeah, I know the truth, but um, it doesn't seem to be really be really be working because I got all these other residual thoughts that come in because our enemy is just going to lob these th- thought grenades at us. So we're going to capture those thoughts when they they come in. We're going to capture them. And then H is we're going to hand them to Jesus. And uh, here's where, and I talk about this in the book. Um, this is a great trick. I have yet to do it, but I have some friends who've done it. Um, Craig Rochelle was teaching on, on this once and said, here's what you do. Laying in bed at night, that's when we get spun up and we're like, man, here's the anxiety that I have on your on your a nightstand next to your bed, you have some three by five cards and a pen, and you're just going to write on there. Here's what my here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about uh, tomorrow with this staff thing. I'm worried about this conversation because I've got to put a guy on a PIP or I got to let him go or I've got to whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried about mm-hmm. this. Here's my worry. Then you're going to get up from your bed and you're going to take that piece of paper, that three by five card that you've written on. You're going to go to your kitchen where you're going to find a box that's in your kitchen that's just a God box, mm-hmm. and you're going to physically mm-hmm. say. God, I'm, I'm giving this to you. So scripture says that we're to cast our cares on him. God, I'm mm, casting my care so on good. you. I'm putting it in the box. I'm leaving it there and I'm going back to bed. Now when you go back to bed, what's going to happen? You're going to spin up on something else. Oh, it's not this guy <laughs> that I got had a tough conversation with. I've also got this that I, that I have to do. Now here's another worry. I'm going to write mm-hmm. that down again. I'm going to take it and I'm going to put it in the mm-hmm. God box in the kitchen. I'm going to go back. God, I'm giving that to you. I'm going to go back to bed. Now, then if you're laying there and you're like, oh man, okay, I really am worried about that first thing that I wrote down, that man, that conversation that I've got to have with one of, one of my uh, people, it's not going to be good. And you're worried about it again. Here's what you do. Get your butt out of bed, go to the kitchen, pick up that card out of the box and say to the Lord, I'm taking this back because I don't trust that you're going to take it. <laughs> now you're going to have to wrestle with the Lord on that, right? And you're going to end up putting yes. it back. And I've had some <laughs> friends that have done that and they're like, Wow, this was incredibly freeing because it really put mm. a physical action on something that I was thinking. And so that's the whole, like, we're going to continue to hand it to Jesus in that. And and uh, so mm-hmm. for me, as I hit some of this stuff, I'm like, okay, let's go let's go to work. I got to determine what this emotion is. I want to identify the stronghold, throw some truth on it. I'm going to capture it and hand it mm-hmm. to Jesus. And it's given me some handlebars to get the truth prevalent in my life so that I can stop listening to the lies. And I found that it Mm -hmm. actually changes everything because again, Paul says in Romans chapter 12, that we're transformed by the renewal of our mind. So this is just a whole practice of how, how do we very practically Mm -hmm. renew our mind? Love it. Of those steps, which one are you finding personally is the hardest step for you that it's like, okay, this is the piece that as a leader, I know in the books I've written, it's always like you write the book and there's a part of it where you're writing for yourself. You're like, oh gosh, yep. this is the part yep. I need. Or yep. same with preaching, right? I'm preaching this message for myself today. I don't care. You all are going to listen in, but this is for me. <laughs> what part of this is the part that you find yourself wrestling with? You know, honestly, Rich, I think it's probably the in the identifying the strongholds because <clears throat> some of them are easier mm-hmm. than others. Uh, so there mm-hmm. are probably some strongholds that are from family of origin, uh, from uh, some younger years. For some people, it may be rooted in some abuse or neglect um, mm-hmm. that really need to be drilled down uh, in some professional counseling. And there's, I feel like in my life, there's some that I'm like, I can't, I, there's something there and I don't know what it is that's making me do do this. 
Um, and so that's where I've got to just continue to do some really, really hard work. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. I know when I ran into your book here, the thing that struck me is well, two things. First of all, one, I'm like, this is, would be a killer series at a church. I think this could right. be a fantastic, like, hey, you know, that's a great five week conversation, six week conversation, maybe, you know, be great to give the book to everybody, that kind of thing. And then the other thing I was struck by was, hey, this would be a great team, you know, like a weekend retreat or two day overnight, kind of like, hey, we're going to mm-hmm. read this and then process these things together in a safe environment. How have you seen people use this resource in a way that's been surprising or encouraging? You're like, hey, it's kind of fun to see, uh, you know, this book has, has had this kind of impact. Yeah, it has been. And I, I, I designed it, um, you know, for small groups. I didn't design it for small groups, but Mm -hmm. made it so that you could use it for small groups with small group questions and that Mm -hmm. in it. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised because I'm always, you know, just to be completely transparent, like as a pastor, you know, you release a book and I I don't want it to seem like manipulating, like we're going to do a series on the book. Everybody go buy my book, you know, because people are like, wow, you're getting rich. And you and I, you and I both know that (laughs) that very few authors (laughs) are, are banking, right? Yes. Um, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. but when I was getting ready to release the book, a few of my key staff came to me and they said, you're not going to like this, but we really think you need to do this as a series. And mm. I said, okay. <laughs> and, um, and I did take it on the chin a little bit, to be honest with you, uh, from, from mm. some folks, but I felt like the, the content was, was just going to be so helpful. And so we did an entire mm. series on the book and our small groups. Uh, we said, if you want to go through this as a small group, you're certainly welcome, uh, to do that. And so. So that's mm-hmm. been, that's been good. It's some good feedback from people going like, man, kind of, again, like the U2 and there's, there's hope, like here's some mm-hmm. handlebars that I can put mm-hmm. around this because I think some people are like, I wrestle mm-hmm. with this, but I don't know what to do. And do I go to counseling? And, and I don't know, or maybe I have, but, it, but it, it, yeah, I'm still having some hangups on that. And so I, I've been really mm-hmm. excited to see some, some folks who I believe are getting some freedom because again, not because the, the book is just amazing, amazing, but it, it push, pushes you to the truth and some of those, mm-hmm. some of those tools that we just needed. Love it. Well, if people want to pick up a copy or 10, where do we want to send them? We send them to your website, scottlongyear.com. That's with one T. Are there other places right. we want to send them, uh, to, to, you know, pick up a copy? No, that's the primary place, uh, that's there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so if you're, if you're looking at ordering uh, bulk, um, just reach out to us, uh, just scott at scottlongyear.com. And uh, we can mm-hmm. give you some some pricing and, and all that kind of stuff. We try to make it accessible for everybody in terms of price and shipping and everything. And then, and then also with some groups, if you're like, man, could you customize this for us? I'd be happy to, you know, uh, do some video work for you and, and record that to try to get uh, try to get mm-hmm. some more people on board. But yep, scottlongyear.com would be uh, the place where all that resides. Uh, this has been so fantastic. Scott, super helpful today. I've been taking notes here, stuff I'm wrestling with in my own life. I'm like, hmm, I sh- this has been some good practices, some things I should be thinking about. So I really appreciate that. Where do we want to send people or anywhere else? If we want to attract with the church or you know anywhere else, where, where should we send them online? Yeah, Maryland Community Church. Um, you can get a mm-hmm. just a kind of little peek into to what we're doing there, and then I also uh, you know do a lot of work like you mentioned with um, worship leader mm-hmm. probs. Just some phenomenal things that are, mm-hmm. are going there. And then in terms of uh, mm-hmm. worship leaders and, and leadership, I'm also involved with uh, a conference called the Experience Conference, which happens uh, once a year mm-hmm. uh, at Disney uh, of mm-hmm. all places in Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if you're uh, you find yourself in a realm of production or uh, worship leading, I would encourage you to check that out. That's experienceconference.com. Love it. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. 
drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.